Good afternoon and good evening. Wherever you may be listening, thank you very much for tuning in to the You Listening Now podcast, where I will talk about any and everything. I am your host, Johnny, back at it again for another week. Hey, yo, I want to give a special shout out today to the people down in Florida and anyone for that matter whose lives have been tragically altered by Hurricane Irene. I really hate the fact that a tragedy like this seems to be the only thing that brings us together nowadays. But much love to the people down in Florida and again for anyone who has suffered greatly because of this storm. If you want to donate to help the families who were impacted, there's plenty of options to do so. Just make sure, of course, you vet them um, before you give your money. But this show donated to the Red Cross for it. But again, if you want to donate, you can use them or any other credible company. Um, No, this show isn't sponsored by the Red Cross or anything like that. It's just something that um, I decided to utilize to donate. But nevertheless, nevertheless, wherever you may be listening, I certainly hope you have had a very, very good week because I know that I have as well. All right, ladies and gents, thank you very much for tuning in to today's show, taking time out of your busy day to download and listen. Of course, the podcast gets played anywhere podcasts are being played nowadays. So if you have a friend, family members, loved one, relatives, neighbors, anybody you may be running across when you're going to the movies, they can find the show anywhere. Podcasts are being played nowadays by searching all you listen on podcast. On those different platforms, there is a way to like the show, rate the show, and even subscribe to the show if you're enjoying the content you're listening to here. It'll greatly, greatly help the show out and it'll help promote it and get the algorithm to doing this thing. But it'll also allow you to see when a new episode has been uploaded so that way you can download it. So look for those options on the different podcasting platforms. In the description of the show notes, I leave timestamps for every segment of the show. So that way, if you're a little crunched for time, don't have an opportunity to listen to the entire show, you'll be able to time skip your way straight to the segment of your choosing. So look for those options in the description. To kick off today's show, I want to begin with a thought that I believe we have been seeing for quite a while now, which is us as a society, well, at least in the U.S. anyway, trying to figure out how to include everyone into our culture, trying to live up to that nation for all people mandate that the U.S. was founded on. Of course, though, with a few hiccups along the way. To get to my overall point, I want to give a little bit of historical context, though. It's pretty safe to say that when the Constitution was written and language was placed in it saying things like all men are created equal, you would think that meant how it sounded. But as we all know, for a very long time, it didn't. For many years, women were treated as property and blacks were only seen as two thirds a human and a lot of this happening was yes based off of racism and ignorance but also because including women and blacks 
and any other minority race of people, the mindset was having to include them meant excluding or taking away from the main people at the time, which were white men. Fast forward back to the present day, and that last point of including others means excluding others is still alive and well today. Just to give a couple of examples how this is still happening, I want to point out how many people believe that taxing the rich, for example, is somehow going to bring more money to the poor or allow the government to put more money into programs that benefit the working class because the government is always known to do those things, right? Or for another example, to include trans people into society, we should use terms like birthing person when speaking about a pregnant woman or not referring to biology of male and female because it could come across as offensive. How about not allowing people who are gay and have a partner to take advantage of programs that are normally reserved for the typical married couple like tax breaks? There are many other examples like these, but my question today is why is it that we think this way? Why is it that to include people, we have to exclude people? Now, maybe it can be a part of the human condition, or maybe it can be because society has taught us to think this way. For others to gain, it means others must lose. Now, don't get me wrong. I do know that for many things in life, that is 100% the case. In sports, there are always winners and losers, no matter how much at the lower levels we want to pass our participation trophies, like there are a score group project, or of course things like war, and even in video games, there are always winners and losers, but not everything has to be built on this premise. To touch back on an earlier example, for trans people to exist, it doesn't mean and shouldn't mean that men and women have to stop existing as far as the terminology goes. Even if you are against gay marriage for spiritual reasons like myself, it doesn't mean that if a gay person finds a life partner that they shouldn't be able to take advantage of the same man-made benefits that a typical relationship would get. We working class people should get laws and tax breaks passed for us that doesn't have to necessarily take away from the rich and vice versa in that front. To change our way of thinking, I believe that all we have to do is use history to show us how to do this. So let's dive a little bit into that history. When women, for example, were forced to go into the workforce due to men being at war during World War II, and even after the war was over, when men were obviously placed back into society, they were still able to gain even with women working. Didn't take away from men whatsoever. Once civil rights were passed back in 1964, for another example, when black people and people of color started to be able to finally get some measure of equalness. It didn't take away any of what white people were able to get. 
There are a bunch of examples like this that show us that it is possible, but yet as a society, we want to take from others to increase others. In my opinion, this way of thinking is flat out wrong. Matter of fact, I'll go one step further and say that anyone who is using the reason of this must happen because that's just the way life works or it has to happen because that offends me is also wrong and being quite divisive with that terminology or that way of thinking. It's becoming a lazy way to get others to conform to our way of thinking instead of coming up with a way to include your point of view and theirs. On the last episode that I did prior to this one, I did talk about how I didn't believe that we are as divided as we seem. And for the most part, I actually believe that. However, this virus called screw what you thinking (laughs) has already affected a large number of us. And if we don't watch it, it will affect you too, since it is highly contagious. Maybe the dose of medicine we need is thinking about your fellow man or woman. Now, I'm not saying that you have to compromise your beliefs. Because trust me, I sure as heck will not. But what I will do is be mindful of what I can do to include myself without having to exclude others. Maybe we can actually make this a part of the new human condition. All right, ladies and gents, let me switch gears to this. So. For the last few weeks or so, I have read articles and saw a lot of fans of the MCU. By the MCU, I mean the Marvel Cinematic Universe, for anybody listening who may not know who, what that means, saying that the MCU is, in, is declining or the MCU is dead. Some of this started once the Eternals film came out, but it has really picked up with the Disney Plus show She-Hulk. So I wanted to get my opinion on is the MCU really in decline? For starters, from what I have seen, and I'm including myself in this, I think what a lot of us have done, and understandably so, is to compare this new phase of the MCU to the climax of what we saw at the end of phase three and in game. And then of course the greatest Marvel film ever made or greatest superhero movie, forget Marvel film, greatest superhero movie ever made in infinity war. Since it's all the MCU it's just supposed to be great. That's how we just think it's just supposed to be great. Anything Marvel puts out should be great. I mean, Marvel Studios did set that standard after all. Even the worst Marvel films prior to this phase, of course, now in hindsight, we think that they aren't so bad. Now, I can remember when these movies were coming out, though, people saying how not great the first Captain America movie was and how Thor The Dark World was crap. And even Captain Marvel sucked. 
even with those opinions, we still watched them. And then Marvel delivered with even more great movies. The reason why they are able to do that is because the MCU was building the Infinity Saga. It was pretty cut and dry. And after the first Avengers movie, I think everybody knew it or at least had a general idea of it. In this latest phase, I think it's safe to say that even though we have a, you know, a pretty basic approach of what Marvel is planning, we still don't have a great idea of how it's all going to fit together. For me, I look at this latest phase as Marvel trying to introduce us to new characters that are going to be mainstays in the MCU. And when doing that, yes, the story can be slow developing. Is every character's story going to be great? As we can clearly see, probably not. But it doesn't mean the MCU is going to crap. The other point that I wanted to actually talk about in this and bring up that I don't think I've seen anybody point this out yet. Anyway, at least from the news articles, even the videos that I've watched of people talking about this is that from what I can tell with the Disney plus shows anyway, is that they are making a more concerted effort with those shows to target specific demographics. For example, Ms. Marvel, in my opinion, was geared to bring in young teens since her character is a young teenage woman trying to figure out how to be a teenager and, of course, deal with her, you know, family's upbringing and background while also having superpowers. Now, I watch the show myself personally, but I do understand if you're a middle aged man or woman and you're like, forget this crap uh, because it just doesn't relate to you. I do get that. Now, for the people mad that She-Hulk has dancing in it, and that's why you don't like it. Well, you just want to be mad. If you don't like the show now, if you didn't like the show because the CGI, you know, can be bad at times. Oh, well, the show overall just hasn't been that good from a storytelling standpoint. Then I feel you just not the girl women in the lead role or girl women dance bad. Even though Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man three was dancing and hip thrusting. And I had no problem with that because he's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Those people got no use for you. You're just a complainer and nothing ever is going to make you happy. Matter of fact, you're all the type of people that complains when it's raining, but then when the sun comes out, now you complain that the sun is too bright. (laughs) But anyway, with all the projects that are yet to come out, like secret wars, Kang dynasty, daredevil, Deadpool, the X-Men, and even yes, the reject X-Men into the Fantastic Four, I'm just going to have faith that Marvel is going to continue to put out greatness with their movies and even their TV shows on occasion. They actually have a track record of this, and I believe they have earned the benefit of the doubt, or at the very least until the middle of phase five. Because if that ain't good, then okay, all right, I think we can probably 
move on at that point. Or at least start demanding some changes from Kevin Feige and the group. All right, ladies and gents, let me switch gears um, to this last subject. And this subject that I want to start off this segment by saying that my heart really feels for the people who live in the state of California, especially the ones who have to try and make it there because they don't have a choice to move. Heck, I even feel for the rich people who are there voting for these awful politicians who are coming up with these terrible laws because like the good book says, forgive them because they know not what they do. Now, as y'all know, I'm in Texas, so this isn't a Texas versus California type battle that Gavin Newsom has seemed to want to introduce. But the topic of this segment is to highlight a law that I'm pretty sure Governor Newsom already signed into law. And that's the AB 2098 law, also known as the COVID misinformation bill. This bill defines misinformation as false information that is contradicted by contemporary scientific consensus, contrary to the standard or care and disinformation as misinformation provided with malicious intent or an intent to mislead. Now, just off of this statement alone, anyone with reading comprehension skills Uh, (laughs) and listening skills can see that this makes zero sense if you're making this law based off of science. Anyone that paid attention during any science class in school knows that the main idea of the subject is that it is an ever changing field for the most part, especially around viruses and medicine. But for some reason, These people who are pieces of work, to say the least, don't seem to realize this or they're just woefully choosing to ignore it. Now, this begs the question, why? Why do something like this, knowing what we know now about COVID and the virus and the vaccinations? There are many ideas about this, and I'll leave it to you all to come to your conclusions about that point. But I wanted to speak on a different idea regarding this entirely. Now think about this for a quick second. If you live in that state in California, if you have a doctor, how can you trust that they are going to provide you with the best advice they can give if the state is making them say one ideology? If you are a doctor in that state, how can you gain and maintain the trust of your patients? Now, maybe when you have a patient come and ask you questions about COVID and the risk of it or the vaccination, you can read them a prepared statement about this being a government mandated response and not your true opinion And have them, you know, take it as is. But yeah, this just makes it hard for doctors 
and others who are in the medical field in the state of California, in my opinion. The government there are really not doing their citizens or their doctors any good with this law. Now, for the doctors that might be listening right now and think, well, I think this is a swell idea because I co-sign this belief. As I have stated on this show many, many, many times when this type of stuff comes up, you have to speak out against it because one day this same way of thinking is going to come for you too. The state of California has been hemorrhaging people for what seems like almost a decade. And it's stuff like this that's going to continue to see this happen. Now, maybe the good people of California will one day wake up, stop being enamored with the weather and the scenery and start voting for folks that aren't going to do crap like this. Or people will just keep leaving and then the governor will have to keep putting out ads and billboards in other states, begging people to come back and move to California. Of course, most people in the United States aren't stupid. And in all likelihood, well, the Cali mass exodus is just going to continue to happen. But all right, ladies and gents, thank you very much for tuning in to today's show. Again, if you enjoy the content you're listening to here on those different podcasting platforms, like the show, rate the show. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that if you can do that for me. Subscribe to the show, of course. I will definitely try to be back again next week. But until then, I will talk to you all later. Peace. Peace.